You're listening to KOOP Hornsby Austin 91.7 FM and on the web at koop.org. Welcome to Issues for Your Tissues, the definitive discourse on reproductive health and well-being with your host, Katie Vitale. The views and opinions expressed on Issues for Your Tissues may not necessarily reflect those of Co-op, its board of directors, or anyone else anywhere else. The information offered is not a substitute for the advice of a licensed medical professional, which I am not. Thanks for tuning in to Issues for Your Tissues. I'm so very pleased to be able to share with you my guest this evening, Liz Winstead. Liz is the founder of Abortion Access Front. She's also the creator of The Daily Show. Yes, The Daily Show. She wrote a book that we talked about on the show previously, Liz Free and Die. And she is the uh, creative officer of Abortion Access Front. This is not a new organization, just a, a new name for a group that has been doing remarkable work for, for years now. So thank you so much to Liz for joining today to tell us more about what's going on with Abortion Access Front and uh, what's going on with you all here in Austin next week. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so uh, thrilled to be here. Oh, yeah. So you are you and a number of folks are going to be performing or can we say performing, holding a concert 
Do Re Mi Too next Tuesday, and that's going on at Joe's. There's that, that stage there near Joe's and the hotel, and you are going to be performing there, right? Yeah, we're doing a really cool show. So we, um, Abortion Access Front is a nonprofit, and what we do is we travel around the country and do comedy music shows um, to bring folks out, and then in conjunction with um, local clinics and activists on the ground, we have a conversation after the show so folks can learn about what's happening in their state around the areas of reproductive rights and legislation. And then um, the folks who are actually doing the work locally will let the folks in our audience know what they need. So it's a super fun night. And um, this particular show is this really special show that we do in cities that have a really rich music community. So we've done it in New York. We've done it in Minneapolis. We've done it in Chicago. And now we're bringing it to Austin. And what we do is um, we get a <clears throat> excuse me. We have a house band together. And this house band was formed by Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's. And then she brings up um, all kinds of different amazing local singers, and and they're all women. And together they they were singing the most sexist songs that have sort of ever been written. And um, for us, it's a really good way to sort of explore the different ways that women are defined in through a cultural lens. And guess what? It's not always awesome. So um, in in having really righteous feminist singers come on stage and sing these amazing songs, um, it really sort of puts into context just how much of our pop culture defines women in really misogynistic ways and um, a way to kind of talk about it and fight back. And it's, it's really a fun night. It's a, it's a night that gets people going. Uh, and then to have this really cool conversation afterwards just about um, the state of reproductive care, it's kind of a great little package. So y'all are going to be on tour for a while, though, because or I imagine that there's a, an enormous demand. Do you find that cities are reaching out and asking you to, to bring the show, bring Do Re Mi Too, to them? They, they are. And what's been really great, <clears throat> um, when they don't have a strong musical um, community within there, we bring comics as well. So, for example, Houston isn't as rich as Austin with um, musical talent. And so we're going to Houston and doing a comedy show with, Joyelle Nicole Johnson, who's an incredible stand-up, who's been on The Tonight Show with Seth Meyers, and she's been on um, the show Community, and she's really great. And another uh, comedian named Mayron Kahani, who is just incredible, and myself. And so, um, yeah, and what we like to do with the shows is we like to go to towns. Um, we'll go to an Austin, and we'll go to a Minneapolis, or we'll go to Chicago. But mostly we are traveling to cities um, where things aren't great for uh, reproductive health and where progressive communities who are trying to fight back are looking for ways to grow their activist bases. And so we're doing shows in Little Rock and Jackson, Mississippi and Wichita and Oklahoma City um, and bringing, you know, talent that's pretty, pretty um, high level talent to to towns where people normally have to travel a ways to go see the shows. And so it, it's a way to lure in folks. And it combines activism and um, entertainment all in one night. And um, and we really love doing it. It's been really effective. So I want to remind listeners that you're tuned in to Issues for Your Tissues on Co-op Radio. My guest tonight, Liz Winstead, is the founder of Abortion Access Front. And they're going to be in Austin next Tuesday evening and doing a show, Do Re Me Too, to support 
I should say just reproductive justice, because it's not when you're supporting clinic workers or you're supporting clients or you're su- when you're supporting these individuals, they're lifting up the community. So it feels like the things you do have big effects for a lot of people. Do you hear from folks that have been helped indirectly through through the shows and through the work that Abortion Access Front has been doing? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, to be able to have the escorts who are at the clinic say thank you for having me on stage. We now have grown our escort program. Or to be able to have, um, I think a lot of people don't realize sort of these secondary effects around um, a culture of stigma when it comes to abortion or when it comes to a culture of, of you know, just like oppression. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, if you're a clinic, um, you can't get services, let's say, that uh, you somebody won't um, come and like do your lawn care monthly. Or if you tried to get your clinic painted, um, people won't come because you provide abortion care. And so what we can do in our talkbacks is say to the audience, hey, is anybody out there um, looking for a new client? And I'll never forget being in Little Rock and this guy raises his hand and he's like, so you're telling me that activism can be, I decide my lawn care company will come and mow their lawn twice a month and that's activism. I get paid, I get a new client. And I was like, yep, your activism is parking your van in front of the clinic and saying, I support them and I'm happy they're in my community and I'm, and I'm happy to have them as a client. And so, you know, having that be, um, be incredibly enlightening for the community and just having, you know, people forget that when you provide abortion care, um, you oftentimes walk through a throng of people telling you that you're a murderer and then you get into the clinic and do your work and you're providing a service that is helping people so much and then you leave again through that same throng and it when that's day after day the toll that it takes on the psyche of somebody who works at a clinic can be really um really awful and for us it's super important to check in to see how folks are doing who do this work see that they're okay let them know that we see them let them know that they're loved and and sort of help the help the our audience understand that these are people who live in your community and these are people that um, it's really important to check in with, you know, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty outrageous that we live in a nation where um, somebody who works providing abortion can't drive home the same way twice from work to their house because they'll get followed. You know, that kind of stuff is, it's very enlightening for our audience and to say, thank you. I had no idea in ways that I can help, you know, many clinics have, um, abortion doulas, which people don't even know they exist. And it's somebody who can train and learn to be with somebody who's having a procedure, hold their hand and be in an abortion and emotional support. And there's so many ways that you can help, um, in this landscape of hostility to be, um, to be somebody who is part of the emotional solution instead of part of being the problem. That's so right. And it's amazing when we think about the little things that can add up and and either tear some people down or build people back up. Uh, I want to remind listeners, you're listening to Issues for Your Tissues. My guest tonight, Liz Winstead, is with Abortion Access Front. They're going to be here in Austin next Tuesday, September 17th, uh, with their Do Re Me Too show. And that's... Uh, organized by Liz Winstead and Kathy Valentine and will feature a number of musicians and they will perform and have the the talk back afterward for folks to participate in uh, just as uh, Liz uh, when we were talking last last time you were on the show 
you were telling us more about the Golden Probes Awards and that that show was phenomenal to watch and it was such a, a great experience and that you were able to or we were able to uh, get to see it even if we weren't there in person and it really sh- shined a light on some of the worst behavior of legislatures and uh, legislators individually and legislatures around the country and I was wondering do you expect to <laughs> to have a, another the golden probes 2019 or 2020 and if so, are there any folks that you think need nominations right now? Well, um, the Golden Probes is done through our sister organization, um, Abortion Access Force, which is a 501c4. And so talking about um, those politicians um, oh. is, uh, a, yeah, it's a different conversation. Understood. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I will say is there will be a Golden Probes in 2020, and I am <clears throat> very excited to be um to be being able to say yes, that um, we will be uh, doing that show through Abortion Access Force, and I would love to come back on and talk about that at another time. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to that. So since yeah. these, <laughs> since these shows, even when they're a few days apart, news on reproductive justice is happening. Uh, it seems like every day, so there's some other action or some other setback or sometimes a win for us. But do you feel like that's really shaping each of these shows and like each of the set lists or the the routines that the comedians are sharing? Do you see that? Because I imagine that there there can't be two shows that are the same. Uh, no, and I think that um, you know when we talk about reproductive justice, um, I think that we need to clarify. Um, I'm a reproductive rights activist, and reproductive justice is a, an entire movement that is um, sort of um, making sure that if you're talking about reproductive access and abortion, um, you're doing it through a lens of reproductive justice, which is um, if you're a reproductive justice organization, um, it's a it's a term that's coined by women of color, and reproductive justice organizations as a whole are run by women of color. Mm-hmm. So I want to be clear that we're not conflating reproductive justice um, as sort of a blanket term for like abortion rights or reproductive rights, because reproductive justice is really um, it's really a lens that is a larger scope of really just advocating to make sure that um, everyone has the ability to um, have and raise the children they want, um, have access to um, decide when and if they ever want to have children, and that includes abortion access, and to make sure that the world is created and safe for those who, um, if they choose to do that, right? And so that can be everything from, um, you know, looking at maternal mortality to um, what happens to incarcerated women when they are pregnant and delivering in prisons. Are they shackled? That means can you raise healthy sons and daughters who can walk the earth and not be shot down by police? So it's a larger landscape. So um, in the course of that, yes, every moment there is something happening that has to do with um, with what is happening to black and brown communities when it comes to reproductive justice. When it comes to abortion, same thing. It is so wild. And so, you know, it's not that the shows are necessarily like a whole bunch of shows that talk about reproductive health and rights. My comedy act, I'm a political satirist, so I talk about politics constantly. So my two shows are never the same. Like I will talk, I will always have something new in a show based on the news cycle. I do focus um, on some of the stuff that's happening within, um, within the scope of reproductive rights, but also just the larger political issue. And then some comics are just comics who are just 
funny and talk about life experiences. I'm really excited because our shows are always wildly diverse. And so each comic is coming from a worldview and a background um, that is uniquely their own. And so if you're an audience member, um, you're going to be hearing from a variety of personal experiences that are through the lens of maybe a trans man, maybe a trans woman, maybe a maybe a, you know, black woman, maybe a, you know, Iranian man, Iranian gay man, you know, like we have such a, a rich um, panoply of folks that we use on stage that it makes it really fun for the audiences to just hear about life through a different lens than sometimes they normally hear. Um, and so that makes it really fun. And it's the same with Dory Me Too, when you have a divergent group of people coming and singing from different musical backgrounds and experiences, whether they're straight women or queer women or women of color, um, and whether they're folk singers or Americana singers or blues singers or jazz singers, um, you know, they bring their unique voice to this, um, this evening. So it's a really fun variety show as well as, um, having some commentary woven throughout and then sometimes just having raucous laughter throughout as well. That's necessary. I just want to remind listeners, you're listening to Issues for Your Tissues. My guest tonight is Liz Winstead. She is the founder of Abortion Access Front. You can find them online at aafront.org. You can also find more information about next week's Austin event there. Remember, that's going to be the 17th, Tuesday, September 17th. It's uh, Do Re Me Too, a night of sexist songs sung by righteous feminists. So that's going to be at Joe's near the Hotel San Jose. I know you all are familiar with that with that parking lot, and I'm sure you've all taken your pictures in front of the I Love You Too sign. It's, it's an icon just as Abortion Access Front is for, I mean, the organization is doing so much to bring uh, the arts and bring some relief to people who uh, otherwise would go without and not think about it. Uh, Abortion Access Front is a coven of hilarious feminists who use humor and pop culture to expose the haters fighting against reproductive rights. We believe if there is not laughter, dancing, and sexy time in your revolution, you need to fix that. So, Liz, when you're on tour, what's your favorite part? Because I imagine that, uh, like you were saying, each each city, each day is is different, but there's some things that stay the same, right? So what about it is is your favorite? You know, that is like a loaded question. I think that um, <laughs> there's so many, right? There's so many favorite One, I mean, I, I don't think I could pick one favorite thing, but what I can say is like, it's incredible to... Um, hook up with comics that I hardly ever get to see throughout the year and spend three days with them in a town. So that part of it's really fun, just working with um, a whole bunch of folks I never get to. Um, being able to meet activists in communities who are working really hard and and then um, help amplify their work and help them with what they do is really fun because you learn techniques from them that they're doing you can see you can help um if they have an action you can join in on their action um and then also just visiting the clinics and doing something nice for the clinics i mean it's really great to you know we go into clinics and not only do we bring self-care but we will do some of the grunt work that they need you know we will we've replanted gardens we have painted um you know entire clinics we've um literally redecorated and remodeled um, waiting rooms. And we've, um, you know, done like full on, um, like just 
fixing fences. And so it's really nice to sort of say, what do you need? We got it here and do it. And so that part of it's really fun. And just meeting people who have dedicated their lives to making somebody else's life better, especially sometimes when it's like, can be the hardest day of their life. Um, it's really nice to say, we appreciate that you um, do this work because your moral framework says you should be here. And we want to let you know that we appreciate that. And that makes, that's really great. You know, for so many years, it was interesting, like being at the daily show. And like, then I was also at air America radio and working in these corporate spaces. They were like, okay, it's great. You can be funny. Um, you know, you can, if you can make points through humor, but you can't have a call to action because you're not an activist, you're a comedy writer. And it's like, ugh. and it just felt a little hollow. And, you know, and after a while, like, You'd, you'd write a bit or you'd see something on the air and people would be outraged. And I was just getting people all mad. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you've exposed this hypocrisy. Now what can I do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just a comedian. And I just felt like an anger fluffer. I was like, I am just getting you riled up and with no release. And so I needed to add that component of activism so that if I was going to let people know what was going on through my comedy or, or through the shows, um, I also wanted to say, and here's what you can do. So folks could feel like they could be part of the change instead of just be overwhelmed with information and feeling so freaked out, which I think a lot of folks feel. It's like, oh my God, there's so much. I don't know what to do. It's like, that's the worst feeling in the world. That makes you feel crippled and paralyzed and not empowered at all. So, you know, the empowering part, I think, um, is also just super cool. It's really hard to walk that line. Uh, here at the station, people are often bringing not the greatest news. And I, I feel like more shows than not leave people feeling, like you said, disempowered or, or angry or, or uh, lacking the 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 power to Hopeless. make the change. Right. Hope. Yeah, that yeah. can happen. Uh, and it, it's it's nice to be able to uh, channel that into something. So I'm, I'm glad that you're offering people a place to not just and engage with other like-minded folks, but to relax in a way that I, I don't know that any other group is doing. I mean, there's some groups that are doing art around uh, access and, and other kinds of theater and, and such, but this, this is very, this is very different. And I was wondering how y- you decided that this was something that, that we all needed because we didn't know we needed it until, you know, I didn't know that I needed this in my life until you offered it. And like you were just saying. Well, and I didn't know that it didn't exist, right? And so for me, that was fascinating um, because I knew there was a movement. I've been part of it. I've been, a, you know, in, in, you know, sort of activism my whole life. And so, um, but, so I was writing my, I finished, I was writing my book. And I, I'm from Minnesota originally, and I went back to finish. It was a memoir, and I went back to finish it at home. And I had left Brooklyn with my two dogs and drove in a van to Minnesota. And when I was finishing up my book, it's when all these laws started dropping and when SB2 dropped in Texas. And, you know, just um, one of my first things I did was to do, Sarah Silverman and I did this telethon, this live stream telethon to raise money for the T-Fund and for... Um, the littlest fund and we raised like $65,000 and it was really incredibly moving. And I met some really cool Texas activists and, and I was like looking around the country and people were like, Wendy Davis is amazing. We are in the Texas ledge and we are awesome. And I watched these Texans be so involved. And then I didn't see any other 
people taking a hard look in their own states to say, if this is happening in Texas, um, could it be happening in my state? And turns out it was happening in 26 other states, but the citizens weren't saying, who are the people proposing these laws? Who's my Wendy Davis? How can I be helpful? And so these clinics just start closing fast and furious. And I was like, oh my God, I, I want to help somehow. And so when I drove back in my van with my dogs back to New York, I stopped and did benefits along the way in some of these states. And when I would go visit clinics, like each clinic, someone would say to me, like, thank you for coming here because no one ever comes here. No one visits us. We're kind of alone and and we are are trying to fight these laws and provide the care and um, defend the facts. And I just thought, I just feel like I could be doing part of that heavy lifting. And so when I, I went back to New York and I gathered my creative friends and I just said, you know, we entertain people for a living. We gather people in rooms for a living and people come and see our shows. We should be doing that in places that matter so that we can help the activists on the ground grow bigger activist spaces. And we need to go visit these clinics and remind them that they're valued and have them have a, a, a recentering of who they are. And so if I had not gone and done that, I wouldn't have known it was needed either. And it's needed like mad. And so it makes me feel pretty, um, pretty good that I already had this skill set and that I could elevate what I was already doing and just add this level of, of making change in a way that feels sustainable for me, that feels organic to my existing um, professional life and my existing activism. So it just all fell into place, sort of like those last pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. Um, and I love it. And I always say to people, um, sometimes the best way to um, find peace and sustainability within your activism is to focus on the thing that uh, keeps you up at night and wakes you up in the morning because that will be your fuel. And once you see, work with the people that you want to make change with and that you want to help make change for because the tangible humanity is really reminds you constantly why you do the work. And working with with patients who go to the clinics and working with the escorts and working with the clinics themselves and working with the activists on the ground. It's the constant humanity and being engaged with it. It just brings me life. That's so right. I want to let listeners know you're tuned into Issues for Your Tissues. My guest tonight, Liz Winstead, is the founder of Abortion Access Front. You can find them online at aafront.org and information about the show next Tuesday night, 5.30 to 8.30. It's over at Joe's near San Jose Hotel. This is going to be hosted by Liz Winstead, uh, featuring a power lineup of musicians, including Kathy Valentine, Caroline Wonderland, Kelly Willis, and so many more. Oh, and the amazing house band, the Blue Bonnets, who are going to fit right in in Austin, uh, as, as well as a talkback session after the show or at some point for everyone to feel... Um, build some community there and uh, share the things that I feel that we're, we're all thinking uh, or that many of us are thinking. Cause sometimes uh, uh, when you've got an idea, other people are, are holding that same idea. 
and we care about it. We really do. Uh, and no place else, no place else in Austin, no place else in Texas uh, is going to do this for you every week. And I'm, I'm saying that I'm so, so proud and happy that Abortion Access Friends is coming next week because I don't know anyone else who's going to go on tour and lift spirits of people who are beat down figuratively uh, on such a regular basis as clinic workers. Texas saw such a decrease. We went from over 40 clinics to now we're not even back to 20. After the restructuring and the shenanigans of the legislature, the the people who had been working at clinics are still still don't have a clinic to work at and have gone on to do other things. It's going to be a hard, hard road to build back the infrastructure that we need. And I'm so glad that you're, you're here to support in a really tangible way. Liz, is there anything else that listeners need to know about Abortion Access Front or um, about the show Tuesday? No, just come on out and um, there'll also be some other really cool groups tabling. You'll hear from Whole Women's Health Alliance. Um, You'll hear from Amy Hextra Miller, who is the person who actually was the plaintiff um, that brought that those horrible Texas laws all the way to the Supreme Court and won. Mm -hmm. So she's going to be talking about what's at stake for Texas and what tangible thing you can do. Um, the show is just going to be righteous and hilarious and amazing. And so I cannot wait to meet everybody. Um, I'll be at the table talking to folks afterwards. I'll be hosting the show, having a really good time. And um, just come on out, Austin. It is going to be a gas. Uh, I really appreciate you sharing this this time with us. I, kn- I know that you have a lot of things going on and uh, need to get your traveling done so that you can be over here sooner than later. So uh, yeah, have a great night and we'll see you Tuesday. Hey, thanks so much. Bye. Bye. All right, folks, that was Liz Winstead, the co-creator of The Daily Show. Yes, The Daily Show, as well as the founder of Abortion Access Front, who joined us to talk about the show next week, Do Re Me Too, in which uh, local musicians will team up with her house band and uh, make some magic happen in support of abortion access in Texas. (laughs) 